Welcome to Upbringing, where Hannah and Kelty, twins, mothers, and works in progress. Upbringing is a movement that empowers parents to grow up alongside their kids for sanity and social change. Through this podcast, speaking and coaching, we focus on our personal work as parents, the awareness, intention, and approach needed to raise amazing humans while we also get some shit done. Join us to radically redefine kids' resistance as an opportunity to nurture skills and values like consent, nonviolent communication, emotional intelligence, body positivity, and respect. We attempt this by practicing powers beyond control, evidence-based tools that protect our kids' personal freedoms, support their skill building, and better align with how we roll as people. To us, this is the practice of parenting, when we can choose trust over fear, connection over control, and progress over perfection. We're not just raising our kids, we're raising ourselves. Let's show up and grow up. Today's episode is supported by A Kid's Book About, a collection of beautifully designed books that kickstart challenging and empowering conversations between kids and their grown-ups. It's no surprise at all that we like talking about the hard stuff with one another, with you all, and with our kids, which is why this new series has resonated so much with us. A Kid's Book About releases new books every month from experts and authors who bring their personal stories, practical wisdom, and childlike playfulness to the page. They explore topics like belonging, feminism, body image, racism, gratitude, and beyond. Life is complicated, and their mission is to help kids and their grown-ups have honest conversations about things that matter. We think that's pretty cool. So visit today's show notes to learn more. Now on to our episode. Hello, hello. Welcome. Welcome back. If you are new to upbringing, um, welcome. I'm Hannah. I'm Kelty. And we're sisters and moms to three, four, five, and six-year-olds who both inspire and challenge us every day. A lot. A lot. Both. Both those things. (laughs) Um, We want to briefly acknowledge our privilege in getting to talk about this stuff as our job. We feel very grateful. Mm -hmm. And a quick disclaimer that though we have many certifications and trainings, we are not licensed therapists or MDs. No, we're not. We're, We're not a lot of things, but especially those in this case. Yeah. Okay. So we base this season's podcast episodes on our freedoms model and our resist approach, which you can download both of on our website. Mm-hmm. So go check those out. And every week this season, we're going to be unpacking one of our freedoms. And our freedoms are basically the basic human rights that we've identified for our kids in mm-hmm. areas of their lives that we as parents, even with the very best intentions, can tend to over control or undermine. Mm-hmm. And the freedoms are reminders to us in those spheres of our kids' lives to just lean in and nurture our kids' connection to themselves, um, their inner wisdom and, uh, and inner authority, and encourage them to look inside as much as they're looking and learning from the outside factors in their life, right? Because right. they're going to get a lot of those external um, pressures and um, expectations yeah. and um, education as yeah. they grow up and move into the world. So right now is when we're nurturing that inner wisdom and inner authority. Yeah, and that's these, what these but, freedoms are about. But the episodes are about how we can be nurturing those and also getting shit done, mm-hmm. teaching them the skills they need, supporting them in ways they need to be supported, keeping them safe, keeping them healthy, all of our parental agenda, basically, balancing that with not over-controlling their experience and their spirit, right? Right. That's the goal. Sounds a little woo-woo, but... Mm-hmm. We're going to dive in and stick with us here. It'll hopefully make sense. Um, And 
again, this this last episode was the freedom to struggle last Monday, um, which was so fun to unpack mm-hmm. and talk about. So fun, in fact, that we gave a very, very long episode. Yeah. And um, I think we're going to be doing these uh, quite a bit shorter. And that's our goal today is to just give you a taste of this idea, let you download the PDF on your own, um, dive into our um, Instagram stories and Q&As and um, skills. And then also we're going to be doing a separate uh, Q&A on each freedom uh, in a separate podcast episode. So if you really want to dive deep into the resist approach and how we work through those struggles, you can listen to those. But this is more about the why. What else are we going to be talking about in this one, Cal? We're going to have a lot of takeaways um, about ways that we interact with our kids in this free- freedom to nourish realm, which mm-hmm. is eating, sleeping, toilet stuff, and a little bit of hygiene stuff thrown mm-hmm. in there. We have a lot of challenges packed into the into that realm. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be yeah, focusing on some skills, some takeaways, some mental mantras that help us. And we're going to be flipping three beliefs, totally conventional wisdom, normal, natural for mm-hmm. us to believe these very instinctual beliefs. And we're going to be flipping them. What, yeah. what are those, Han? The three beliefs are that our expectations are reality, mm-hmm. that we know our kids' bodies better than they do, and that pushing skills now leads to long-lasting values. Okay. And we're going to flip those babies. Um, what else did you want to say? Do, did you want to read the goals that we have? I, I kind of like reading that. That just, sounds just great. Paint a picture here. Mm-hmm. I like starting with what are we going for here as parents? What, what kind of kids are we hoping to raise? And, in this free to nourish in this realm. Free, exactly. And that is a self-attuned person who is in touch with their body's unique signs and signals for hunger, fullness, fatigue, and beyond. Um, a person who believes in the power of their own intuition rather than bending to the pressure and opinions of others who claim to know them better than they know themselves. A person who has cultivated balanced relationships with food and sleep and can advocate for their health without shame or doubt from a place of inner wisdom and confidence. That's the goal. So can we parent to raise a child who can move into the world that way? That's what we're striving for as adults. Mm -hmm. You know, what can we do that's not going to be undermining that is, is the name of the game here. Um, the description, should we read the description too that's sure. on, the, on the PDF that you can download to just paint a picture really quickly here? Um, eating, sleeping, eliminating. Supporting kids' daily routines in the kitchen, bathroom, and bedroom can lead us to feel worried, stressed, and downright frustrated as we struggle to get their needs met. This freedom to nourish is a reminder that our role shouldn't be to dictate kids' bodily processes, but to find ways that they can become better aware of and connected to the processes themselves. Freedom to nourish trusts that kids can and should take the lead in these realms of nourishing self-care rituals. Placing our expectations and pressure on the unique bodily functions not only can cause pushback, but it can critically undermine their sacred somatic intuition, leading to insecurity, helplessness, and disconnect. So we want to allow kids to decide from the inside, attuning to the joyful experience and empowered by their inner wisdom and authority. Again, goal. Goal, baby. But that, that's the daily goal. <laughs> through all, through mealtime, bedtime, potty time, mealtime, bedtime, yeah. potty time, over and over. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, yeah, I think like all the freedoms, this freedom to nourish is helping us keep our kids in tune and aware mm-hmm. of this huge area of their life that they're going to be in charge of someday. Mm-hmm. And right now, this is the the delicate balance of their insides and mm-hmm. our outsides having mm-hmm. to meet and having to negotiate what is their job, what is our job. How can, how can we make this a, a, a conversation, really? Mm-hmm. Playing in the gray, as we call it, finding mm-hmm. that middle way, 
you know, not like letting it all go and not just getting in there too much to make it happen on our terms, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> these, these freedoms are so much about the, this art of a nuanced negotiation with thoughtfulness and experimentation, you know? I love that, Cal. Let's move on to the beliefs. Okay. First belief, conventional belief, as parents, that our expectations are reality. I think that that's a common human belief, not even just <laughs> as parents. Yeah, but it definitely, it really like rears its ugly head. My expectations are not the truth. What? Like the truth, capital T. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I mean, when yeah. it, that comes into making a little person do certain things with their bodies, it becomes very clear to me, based mm-hmm. on their resistance, that maybe my expectations aren't reality. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I think the, the name of the game with this belief that we're going to cover briefly is that our beliefs are not reality. Our beliefs uh, when it comes to, oh, coffee maker, hello. Our belief when it comes to how much they eat or what they eat or how often they pee or poop or where they do those things or all of those things are just in some ways very arbitrary, right? And they're mm-hmm. very subjective, you know, and I think it's very obvious based on me versus you or us versus some friends of ours or you know some of us believe my kid has to take a bath every week versus mm-hmm. someone else might be like my kid has to take a bath every day yeah uh, a friend of ours is like okay my kid needs to eat five vegetables at dinner versus someone else says they have my kid has to eat five bites of anything where are we getting these expectations i, I think right? that's such a big realization is that these are like unexamined unconscious and arbitrary mm-hmm. expectations that we have and that really the flip to this belief is that reality should inform our expectations and i would say mm-hmm. you know books and literature and all these things that yeah. have helped us as well but but reality is trusted experts so mm-hmm. really learning and understanding how much should a kid eat how often do kids technically need to bathe is pooping once a week okay let's get down to the bottom of this Mm -hmm. and then ultimately just trusting our kids listen to what our kids are showing us about themselves based on their temperament their skills their development their needs their siblings what expectations then are realistic based on that reality not the other way around you know yeah i think that this this belief flip is asking us to get more conscious and just question ourselves. And that's the last thing we want to do. As parents, we're constantly questioning ourselves anyway, hopefully. But I think we're doubting ourselves. Oh, yeah. I think questioning ourselves is different. Yeah, I think that questioning ourselves Mm -hmm. is just becoming aware of how we've been conditioned and putting, you know, trust in our own hearts and Mm -hmm. in our kids. It's really an act of taking parenting back from the patriarchy where we have to challenge these assumptions that we Mm -hmm. have and ourselves. Look at our childhood, look at our culture, look at our parents and authority figures and then think about, are we conforming? Are we doing this unconsciously? Why are we doing this? Well, I think, and you you hit it, Kel, that curiosity is the name of the game for this belief. It's welcoming that why to examine our expectations Mm -hmm. that shape our parenting and our relationship to our kid and our kid's growth and saying, I'm going to ask myself, why did I do this? Was it because I my mom said that? Was it because that's what parents do? It, was it because I just wanted to text my friend instead of deal with this? Was it because I had major issues with that as a child and I'm so scared? Mm-hmm. Is it because it's annoying? You know, mm-hmm. anything that we deal with, I think these areas of 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 nourish um, at the in the kitchen, in the bedroom, in the bathroom are really sensitive areas for a huge reason because, as you said, our stuff is arbitrary and because we've got so much dissonance because we have these beliefs and expectations and we're like, but wait, that's not what's happening here. Or mm-hmm. why am I so emotional and uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. My past is coming into this. I think w- when we talk about reality and expectations, it's tied so close to me mm-hmm. with... Um, 
instinct. And people are always mm. like, trust your instincts, trust your oh instincts God, as a don't parent. Oh God, don't do that. No, it, right. <laughs> but to me, I think that there is an internal instinct in, an in your heart and intuition that's mm. under all the layers of crap that have piled up. And mm. when people say, trust your instinct, they're really saying, <clears throat> fall back on what you do just automatically reacting. And that's fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. And what we're trying to do is say, what trust your instinct and intuition, which is what's underneath all of that. It's your values, your right. beliefs, your true heart and soul. Well, and I think that that's the, the crux and the key to nourish is saying the same intuition that we're helping our kids find and nur- and nurture in these realms of eating, eliminating, and sleeping. We're also having to first get to our, mm-hmm. you know, um, inner wisdom and inner authority. Why do we and have intuition. to? Why do we have to trim nails right now? Oh, I'm asking myself why now, and I'm like because it looks gross to me, not because there's some health standard here. And then that's what it really be- comes down to to me is. Mm-hmm asking yourself why and that comes with the practice of telling our kids why mm-hmm. like the phrase can i tell you why has changed the way we parent mm-hmm. because it's the respectful way to tell our kid can i tell you why you need to eat this broccoli or can i tell you why i'm hoping that you'll take a bath tonight or wondering if you should can i tell you why whatever it is we do this or why we do this or and this, yeah. what sometimes i'll say can i tell you why and then i'm like oh god what actually why though mm-hmm. why and it forces me to to get clear on what my real expectations are and 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 um come face to face with them and see if and why they matter mhm i love that cal um so the flip then is Reality should inform our expectations. And we should be asking why a little more. Yeah. And the empowerments that you know we connect to that are available on our website are in this step is and belief is that we look inward. Mm-hmm. We take our role, not ourselves seriously. We meet our kids where they are, right? Um, okay, number two, conventional belief. We know our kids' bodies better than they do. Come oh, on, boy. We are the adults. We know mm-hmm. our bodies. We have experience in wisdom and knowledge, mm-hmm. right? Kids are kind of stupid. They don't know what's <laughs> best for them. They pee their pants. They'll eat ice cream for every meal. They'll stay up all it's night like, if we let them. It's like that Come onion on. article that was like, <laughs> newsflash, babies are stupid. When Research left in the shows. wilderness, they'll be devoured in under a minute. If left on a table, they'll roll right, right off. off the uh-huh. table. Um, but I mean, so I think that informs this belief. is like, come on, we're the adults. They're, ch- they're children. They have tiny brains. And we have this huge responsibility as parents that as too. well. Yeah. So we're basically on this like huge ass power trip as parents mm. for, for good reason it's a huge responsibility mm-hmm. um yeah but, but what, th- what does that belief sort of lead to really mm-hmm. the I, belief leads, that we know their bodies better than they do it leads to assumptions it yeah. leads to judgments it leads to fear it leads to pressure it leads to control which is yeah. what we're trying not to do as parents because that undermines all the things we want to be promoting and building and nurturing in our kids okay right? so let's do the flip and say actually kids know their body best and it's a collaboration between them and us in negotiating some of these tricky learning and growing situations. Mm-hmm. Their internal, right, and our external guidance, right. And so again, we've got to sensitively support. Mm-hmm. And that's them what it through is. These Didn't areas. we say earlier? It's mm-hmm. their internal knowledge and our external knowledge mm-hmm. coming together. Yeah, that's what this is about. Yep. Um, I mean. We could talk a whole podcast episode about this through a feminist lens of, oh, yeah. I know my body, it's mine. Don't tell me what to do with my body. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me lies for your own convenience or money or agenda. Yeah. I mean, that the way that we're parenting our kids through these um, areas of influence in the nourish realm, in the kitchen, in the bedroom, in the bathroom, we, we don't want to over control because that 
sends our kids off into the world being like, oh, the per- person in power knows more than you do about your body, right? Yeah, and we're That's here we are ideal. like 37 years old trying to reconnect somatically with our stress mm-hmm. levels, our hormones, our cycles. Yeah. You know, I feel like all of us to a degree based on how we were raised in our culture have become disconnected and disassociated from our bodies, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and I, I um, want to reference The Body Keeps the Score, which is an mm-hmm. amazing book, um, but they talk so much in that about how ignoring or distorting our body's messages and not being able to detect what's truly dangerous or harmful or what's nourishing um, can be really, really um, dangerous for our kids and for ourselves, you know? Um, Raising kids to always be relying on and looking to external regulation means that they're not going to be trusting themselves as they move into the world. They're not mm-hmm. going to know when they're, something's wrong in their body, you know? When doctors are saying, oh, nothing's wrong, okay, I guess the doctors are right. Mm-hmm. We don't want that to happen. Yeah. Um, Ellen Satter, we'll also reference, um, she is um, a nutritionist, famous nutritionist, and uh, like pediatric nutritionist and feeding expert. And um, she's the one who came up with the division of responsibility. And so I don't know how much we want to go into that, but Let's I think do that real quick. the idea here is saying if this is a, 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 um, a collaboration with us and our kids, then there's a division of responsibility there. And her, the way she portrays it is within feeding. So parents uh, are responsible for what and when and where of feeding. So what food they serve and when and where they serve it. And then the kids are responsible for how much and whether. So like um, how much of the food that they eat and whether they eat any of it at all. And that is a huge like back when she when she set that out like she didn't even necessarily have research to back it up and now a ton of research has come up on that um and now intuitive eating um studies and research have are backing it up too which is really interesting but i love that idea of saying we as the parents are creating the the environment we're creating the elements within the environment we're setting the routine and the timing of the environment and this is for eating this is for bedtime this is for toileting this and then for hygiene too hygiene too and then our kids are responsible for for when they're going to do that within it or how much they're going to do it or Mm -hmm. if they're even going to do it necessarily because it's their bodies and Mm -hmm. all we can control we can't control if they actually fall asleep we can't control if they actually poop comes out of their butt we can't control if they actually put the broccoli in their mouth and we shouldn't control those things because those belong to our kids and if they are ever going to have positive you know healthy control over those things as adults we want to be helping them develop that relationship now and not putting ourselves in the middle of it, Mm -hmm. right? I think that leads perfectly into the third conventional belief, which is forcing skills now leads to a long-lasting values, Mm -hmm. where basically flipped, no, nurturing the values Mm -hmm. is what we believe will lead to long-lasting skills, right? Right. Mm -hmm. It's the the opposite, and it's so counterintuitive. This is probably very painful for people to hear. It's painful Mm -hmm. for me to realize every time we talk about (laughs) it. Because it's so backwards. Oh, God, no. Because as a culture, we're we're told or we're um, shown and Mm -hmm. and demonstrated to basically push skills, push manners, push bites of food, Make them brush their teeth. All of, um, get dressed right now. Clean mm-hmm. this this mess you made has to be cleaned right now. These are and all that will skills. create the value and with the idea right. that that yeah. if they do it, that's practicing a skill that will have a value of cleanliness, politeness, responsibility, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And what research shows, and what we're really leaning into hard through these freedoms and resist approach, is that it's the opposite. That we need to be, like you said, Hannah 
creating these wonderful, safe, comfortable, inspiring realms um, of interaction for the kids and modeling our asses off. Mm-hmm. And with the with the faith and trust that they're going to be learning over time. And that's why the name well, of the game in this one is patience. It's right? patience. Absolutely. And I, and I want to emphasize that like, Forcing skills now is problematic for so many reasons. Forcing skills now, so forcing them to take bites of particular food or eat one food instead of another over before another and after another, or forcing them to lie down and close their eyes or forcing them to pee or poop or or not or whatever it is, um, which is so understandable to do. Um, or, you know, and not even like forcing in a bad way, but saying this is what we do. You need to saying do your it hair is dirty. Get in the shower now. Right. It, these are important. I mean, that's just... That, that's asking our kids to do things they're not re- necessarily ready to do yet. So it is ultimately forcing. And that causes pushback. So that's why in all of these realms, we're like, hmm, why do we have so much trouble in why all of these? Why is there so much resistance ab- right. around this? And it's because the kids aren't necessarily, they don't have the skills yet because they don't have the value. And the value is what attracts them to build the skills. Mm-hmm. A value is what creates enough space and time for skills to flourish at the rate um, that's based on the kid's temperament, um, frustration, tolerance, adaptability, flexibility, all of those mm-hmm. things. Um, it reminds me of Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, where he mm-hmm. says that that true leaders don't teach, they inspire. Mm-hmm. And, and kids especially just want to be inspired. They want to go on that fun, amazing ride. They want to be like mom and dad. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's just so underutilized in our, in our automatic parenting toolbox mm-hmm. to be thinking about inspiring our kids instead of just demanding that I they love learn that. things. I love that. And I think you and I talk too, so much too, Kelty, about how there is a gap between what we think we're teaching our kids and oh what our kids God. are actually learning. Mm-hmm. And that's where so many problems happen. And I think especially in these realms where when we're focused on skill building and habits, that that's when we can get into trouble a little bit. Mm-hmm. So for example, eating dinner before dessert. We think that that's a good habit to be teaching, but it's actually research shows that it's devaluing the healthy food because they're like, oh, if I have to uh-huh. wait to get, if I have to slog through this shitty plate of this to get or to the thing I really want, to get, yeah. then it's, yeah, it's, it is an automatic devaluing, right. right? Or requiring that they eat all of what's in their bowl is, is teaching them to pay more attention to the random portion they've been assigned or the bowl that was being used than what their body signals are telling them about yeah, their teaches hunger over or their fullness. Right? It does. And we didn't want to teach that in the first place, but that's what it ultimately teaches. You know, or really getting mad. Like I get like I feel so emotional sometimes about what my kid is eating or not eating because I'm so scared about them getting the proper nutrition that sometimes I I will show that I'm upset about it mm-hmm. or I will it automatically comes off and that's teaching them control. That's teaching yeah. them conditional but love. It's so funny how we're like, I want you to have this amazing I'm thinking about you as an adult. I really want you to have an amazing self-care ritual. I want you to mm-hmm. love sleeping so that you go to bed mm-hmm. early and get all the rest <clears throat> you need. But we're like, get in bed. <laughs> Sorry, get in the bath. You're disgusting. I want you to be joyfully cooking and enjoying, <laughs> relishing every bite and cooking for other people. Eat that fucking broccoli. Yeah, or choke you it down. <laughs> but th- that's what's so crazy, and that's yeah. that's what I we're, want you to love taking a poop and, and enjoy sitting out and doing all the things. But it's like, sorry, we're not going to the playground then if you don't sit down. But th- that's like, what the, oh my that's God. what we're doing at upbringing though too. Is so much about alignment is saying what do we, we ultimately value? What mm-hmm. do we ultimately want for our kids? And how how are we actually teaching that right now mm-hmm. is is there an alignment there and that's why we're talking about these freedoms that's why we're running yeah. through the resist that's approach. why we're getting curious yeah. we're practicing trust 
And we're working on our patience, baby. Yeah. Those are the three things here. Yeah. Um, but let's let's do some phrasing and, and examples side by side. Sure. I think you know, just on to, that, how can we do this? What does this what does this require of us, well, Kelsey? What, some things that we that we tend to say more on that control side, mm-hmm. on that conventional wisdom side, is we tend to judge, like, wow, your hair is really dirty and knotted, or we demand then it's time to wash it, babe. Or sometimes we get into that territory where we threaten and we say, mm-hmm. if you don't, then no TV later. Mm-hmm. Or And those things are all based on what? Distrust, mm-hmm. fear, control. And so yeah, what, they, what's come, well, and they all come from the best place. Yeah. They come from an intention of love and care and wanting and them to value those things. Yeah. But they're also, that's where, that's the, the deeper intuition like place. But on top of all that is the trust, fear, and control. Right. And so what, what are we trying to, to rewrite those with? What are we trying to do? What's the in- goal? Instead of judging, demanding, and threatening in these in these realms where we really want them to be positive and joyful and and mm-hmm. f- full of learning, what are we going to do instead? We're going to question, attune, and prompt. Okay. So instead of judging, we're going to ask a question. We're going to say, "Who feels like a warm shower and a shampoo?" Mm-hmm. Or, and then we're going to instead of demanding, we're going to we're going to attune and push. Pu- you know, ask the kid to see how they're doing. We'll say, "How's your hair feeling?" Are you ready to feel fresh again? Mm-hmm. And then instead of threatening, we'll prompt. Hey, remember what happened with the knots last week? Or a prompt, hey, I'm getting the shower ready. It's going to mm-hmm. feel so warm, blah, blah, blah. Or it's Thursday, so we do showers. This mm-hmm. is our agreement, whatever it is. And those are based in respect, trust, collaboration, curiosity, patience, mm-hmm. the things that we actually want our kids to be learning and the environment we want to be creating around these self-care rituals, these nourishing rituals, mm-hmm. right? I think that that's really a good ding-ding reminder and a takeaway from this episode is, is the way we're going about this with our kid promoting jo- a joyful experience, which is what we ultimately want them to have around these mm-hmm. around these things. Because they won't learn the skills if they don't have the value first. Mm-hmm. So we've got to focus on the value first. Yeah. Okay, what are some mental mantras that, that we mm-hmm. can kind of stay clear on the, on the why and what our role is here? Um, they know their body best. Mm-hmm. I can model healthy habits. Their body, their choice. Attunement is the goal. Lead with curiosity. And nurturing values takes time. And, yeah. and we're not saying here, give up all expectations. Mm-hmm. I'd like to put that caveat in here. All expectations mm-hmm. of having a clean child, a well-rested child, a, a well-fed child. That is not what we're saying. We're saying here, within this environment- We're not talking about diapers at six years old here. No. Yeah. And we're not talking about <laughs> staying up all night or eating just ice cream for dinner. Mm-hmm. We're saying we're, we're, all the work we're doing, instead of controlling the child, we're, we're working our asses off to prepare the environment that allows them to choose. And if it's a beautiful, wonderful environment, they will choose what's best for their bodies. They will. This is so much trust, though. It really so is. So much trust involved in this. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay, we had a lot of books that informed this talk, right? Mm-hmm. Body Keeps the Score. I love saying this guy's name, Bessel van, van der Kolk. <laughs> um, the Happy Sleeper, Heather Turgeon and Julie Wright. So good. Mm-hmm. Intuitive Eating by Evelyn Tribbley. It's Not About the Broccoli by Dina Rose. Child of Mine, Feeding with Love and Good Sense, Alan Satter, so good. Mm-hmm. And Burnout, Emily and Amelia Nagoski, our homegirls. Mm-hmm. And we'll put all of these in the show notes too, yeah. for sure. Um, oh, I wanted to say, what? What last is? episode we did Q&As in the, in the episode. So I just wanted to reiterate that we're going to have a second episode right after this one where we really take all of these takeaways and the mantras and the skills and we're going to 
put them into action via the resist approach through some situations. We'll have maybe um, a baby resisting diaper change, a toddler refusing vegetables, and a kid with some bedtime struggles, right? Mm -hmm. Keeps coming out of their room. Yeah. So if you want to deep dive with how does that actually look to sensitively support our kids' nourishment and self-care, Um, tune into that. And we'd Mm -hmm. love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. If our words resonated, if they confused you, infuriated you, Mm -hmm. inspired you, hopefully a little bit of everything, please reach out. Mm -hmm. Um, And we also want to encourage you to take your thoughts and notes from today and have your own conversation with us, with your kid, your partner, your neighbor, you know, have a family meeting, do it on a date night, have some drinks with a friend, talking about our personal growth and parenting in general can suck and be scary sometimes, but it's meaningful work and we support you, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And you can visit today's show notes at upbringing.co forward slash nourish to check out all those references, added links for context. Um, uh, we'll get the mantras in there and all those other things as well. Yeah. Um, thanks to our techie renaissance dude, Alex, mm-hmm. for producing this podcast, editing, music, all the things. Mm-hmm. And thanks to our incredibly talented friends, Amber Okamura, who does our art, and Mary Schroeder of Making Type, who does all of our lettering. Yeah. If you guys have any burning questions, we would love to address it on one of our Q&A episodes or Instagram stories where we're doing Q&As as well. So please DM us on Instagram, or you can call our hotline, or email us, or contact us through our website. You we're know, here, baby. Yeah. We also offer... Um, one-on-one rather two-on-one guidance (laughs) um, customized for you and your family and so uh, we'll have a coaching page up soon but reach out if you're interested in that Mm -hmm. right and lastly thank you for being here this is a messy and incredibly important job being a parent and we're gonna make mistakes Mm -hmm. lots of them Mm -hmm. and that's okay because our growth depends on it and if you're here you're doing the work in fact you are doing an amazing job and we're so proud of you and we're right here with you taking steps to better understand ourselves, our kids, and one another, one conversation at a time. So thanks for being here. We're all growing up together. Till next time.